Well, it's another beautiful day as I sit and record, as I sit and record, as I live and breathe. And I was just thinking about how much I enjoy going out and walking in weather like this, but how unmotivated I have been to go and do that. And so you think, well, hang on, then what's what's, what's the deal there? And I think, and this is perhaps where something like this particular thing, what we're doing here now, and, and I'm not the first and only to, to, to do this or to be thinking about it. The idea of company is useful in lots of different areas, isn't it? And one of them is in more active scenarios. You know, you might not, you might just not be, or you might not just be um, sort of lying, lying abed. You might be, uh, or, or soaking in a bath. Hello, this is Mark's deep bath. This is your late night accompaniment. Mm, let this, no, I'm not going to do that. Because um, <laughs> I could, yeah, I could easily drop into that. Um, it's, it's, it, it's also useful for sort of active scenarios, like going out and, and being about. And there are podcasts that do that. There's, a, there's one called Walk the Pod, which is, oh, very, very bad, Mark. I've forgotten the name of the person who makes it. Um, but she's been going for uh, Rachel Wheelie. There you go, I believe. Rachel Wheelie makes Walk the Pod, and she's been doing that for a number of years. And she basically, in in lieu of a dog, she takes her podcast for a walk. And that's quite nice. So you can sort of walk walk with her. But then there's there's also Walking is Fitness, which I'm aware of, which I've never listened to, but I, I'm aware it exists, and some others as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wonder about that, and just sort of, you know, having... Because it's, it's, it's not just, you know, the, the abstract idea of company. It's also uh, people to talk to, and, and a bit of interest, and that kind of thing. And I think, for me, like, finding the really the right piece of audio, and I think the best ones... So the best sort of walking uh, sort of stride, for want of a better word, uh, or streak, I guess, I got into was in 2020 because it was this whole, you know, you can exercise for whatever it was. I can't remember if it was half an hour or an hour. It must have been, I'm going to say it was an hour. Half an hour seems unnecessarily stringy. Stringy? Stringent. Stingy. Yeah, I combine the two words to stringy. Um, so yeah, uh, I, d- during that time, I was getting up. And I think it was I got into a little. I, I experiment with little routines all the time, trying to sort of find the optimum shape of a day, right? And I think the one that I was going for at the time was uh, do some do a pit piece of particular work often something billable that was uh, in the in the sense of eating the frog so that's doing a uh, doing a, a difficult or you know a thing you 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 kind of instinctively normally want to put off and getting that done first uh and then i think it was do the guitar practice the guitar for half an hour and then get my my gear on and go for a walk it was some variation of that anyway and 
the book, the the uh, you know, I'd be accompanied by a few books, and my favourite one was Neil Gaiman's The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which I'd started back in, I think, 2014 or somewhere around there. Um, and I just, I, I don't... <laughs> so my thing is, um, it was it was two things that sort of made me think, mm, I don't know. A, I don't like boat stuff. And I was like, it's called The Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's Neil Gaiman, I'll maybe give it a go but i was already like half out you know because it's called the ocean at the end of the lane so it was all going to be about boat stuff and i don't like boat stuff i don't like sea stuff really i I like the sea no problem with the sea but i have no interest you know how some people just like don't like whatever don't like i'm sure there's people who just don't care for space stuff uh or don't care for uh, fantasy right plenty of people who don't care for horror that's a slightly different thing, I think. But you you get the gist, right? I just I have no interest in like pirates, seafaring, exploring the sea. I just don't want to watch it. I'm not interested. There's something about the sea just in fiction I find boring. But this is the book is nothing about the sea. It's got nothing, nothing to do with the sea. Um, and the other thing that sort of tipped me over the edge beforehand, and like, ah, I'm not going to bother, is I sort of read it as something he mentioned very very briefly that it was like semi-autobiographical, which it really wasn't. But those are the words I heard. And I was like, ah, I like Neil Gaiman, but I'm not really into his, like, I don't want to hear a memoir. So I I skipped on. And then for whatever reason, I think I'd, I'd consumed a bit more of his work and thought, you know what, I'm going to give it another go. And so glad I did. It was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Really, really loved it. And he, he tells it really well. And that was my accompaniment for a few days. Uh, in my you know half hour little walk, little jaunt round uh, round the place that I walk, and it was great. It seems hard to find that same uh, same content. I, and I I, I I like the idea of getting more into fiction podcasts because there are plenty of them. Um, and who knows? Maybe I'll find a real good one. I kind of think actually. I was going to say what I need to do is sort of audition one or two before I go out so that then, you know, I'm not stuck with it if I don't like it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you've got any thoughts uh, for for a bit of fiction that I can listen to, perhaps, I think it's got to be fiction um, so that I can get myself out there. And because and it's, it's one of those things, My, and this is common to lots of people, be interested to see if this is shared with you is it so often it's easy to go out and enjoy a thing once you're out, but there's something in the transition. And I have had that conversation with people before. There's something in the transition that is really off-putting. It's like, ah, I've got to do a thing. And that thing might only be, it's nothing to do with the amount of effort. There's just some thing. And actually, usefully useful to that, we'll talk about a couple of things today. But useful in that is is thinking about exercise. So we'll we'll get into that actually, because uh, I might have just cl- clocked or cracked one of the the things that I uh, that has been tricky and has really been exacerbated over over the pandemic is this thing of transition because when when that when that struck and when we were told you know we all had to stay indoors there was very little transition and if your brain likes that you know, enjoys not having to transition between different physical states, then that can be quite uh, useful. And then 
like I do find I order in a lot more, not just like fast food, but I will order in like groceries and stuff a lot more than I used to. You know, like I will. And yes, it's because the services exist now, but it's also, yeah, I just, I, and back in the day, you know, two, three years ago, I would just nip out and get a few things. Whereas now I'm just like, uh, you know what? I can, I can get the app. I'm, I'm too busy. I can tell myself I'm too busy. So there's something in there about, you know, liminality, perhaps. Liminal moments that if you have a certain type of brain, just feel really like, oh, I don't want to. And then once you're out, you're fine. It's, it's perfectly fine. But it's just like, ah, oh, I don't want to do the change. It's the change because it's just like, it's, it's nothing time, you know. It's, it's, it's not usable. It's, it's just spent in process and not actually doing anything. You're just transitioning. I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. Anyway, you are most welcome to The Lighthouse. Thank you for joining me for the next half hour or so. I hope you are... I hope you're free for Anatta. That'd be nice. Uh, I just noticed that my shirt is... Uh, it's got bits of... I'm going to say chicken on it. Just a little bit. A little bit of, like, chicken gravy. Or, 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 or just chicken. Um... So that's how I'm showing up today. Uh, no, what's what's uh, what's what's going on with you? What is uh, if we we take a, a quick moment and uh, interrogate our minds, our bodies, our souls, our souls? No, um, settle down. What is coming up for you today? How are you feeling? Is there anything there nagging at you, physically or mentally or emotionally, that you might want to spend a couple of seconds just to acknowledge, just to say, ah, I hear you. I hear that voice and you're welcome and it's okay. We'll, we'll deal with it. Let's take that moment. So for me, I'm feeling, um, grateful. I've, I've done some, seen some people today that have made me feel grateful I am appreciating the sunny weather. I've done some work today and I've got a new handle on some productivity stuff. So let's talk about this, right? This, this, is, this is useful stuff. And as much as I can be uh, useful, I will always endeavor to be that, you know, not just blabber on, um, but actually, you know, occasionally have some useful things to say. So this one's about productivity and... I think productivity can get a bad rap because it can be so closely aligned with capitalism. You know, it's all about maximizing your output so that you can make the widgets that are demanded by the system, right? And that's an understandable take on on what productivity means. But for me, which is, it's another thing like marketing. There's these words. It's really, marketing is about how do you, because I was going to say persuasion is, it's not quite that word either, but it's something along the lines of how do you get people to know about a thing and perhaps take action on it? But the word we have for that is marketing and, and that just feels too, I don't know, too businessy. But a lot of the time, you know, when we have creative work, and this this speaks to some of the, the stuff that I do, we talk about marketing. And really marketing for a creative project that doesn't necessarily have any other means. Like, I, you know, I have this, I have 
Beware of the Leopard, my Hitchhiker's show, which uh, has a new episode coming out this week, which I'm delighted about, and some new music. Um, bit of a brand refresh. That's a purely creative project with no other means. If we ever get to a point where we can make a little bit of money from it, that'll be lovely. But we'd, we do it for the love and we have done for the last five years. But the idea of marketing, and all marketing is, is just how can we let more people know that this thing exists and they might enjoy it? But we don't have a better name for that than marketing, which is a bit of a shame. And so productivity, I think, can can have a similar kind of... Um, attitude or, or or whatever perception but really it's about so i started reading this thing i and i i, I cannot cannot remember who sent it to me i know i'm sure i wouldn't have just come across it uh but i didn't i didn't do what i usually do and try and tag the provenance because i like to know and be able to credit you know who told me about a thing slightly old school web web thing like that stuff matters uh, or at least to me but it was a thing about how we, i'm trying to think specifically because it talked about the getting things done the gtd method and how actually that's a bit of a problem especially in the post four thousand oliver berkman week's um, world. So uh, Oliver Berkman wrote, Oliver Berkman picks up the rice. <sighs> Sorry. Certain certain names, certain cadences of names. He's one of them, you know. Oliver Berkman picks up the rice at a church where a wedding has been. <sighs> Sorry. Oliver Berkman wrote a book called 4,000 Weeks, which is all about the highly finite nature of the human lifespan. Uh, and and how actually if you if you look at it we have on average around four thousand weeks, which feels like a a number you can kind of get your head round and sort of envisage to a degree. And his whole thing, really, that he mentions a lot in the book is, and you can't get it all done. You will never get it all done. And the problem with GTD is, it's like. Just keep chipping away at it. Just keep going. All you've got to do is rock up in the morning and go through your list. And when you're done, you're done. You know, that's that's you. That's you've processed all the items on your list today or it's the end of the day. And then those things carry over to tomorrow and you just keep going. And that kind of sounds more and more. Actually, that sounds awful. And no disrespect to. Uh, to David Allen, the creator, but that sounds dreadful because in the context of 4,000 weeks and this this sense that we have, this notion that we have that we cannot get it all done, we will not get it all done. I think it's a better thing because can suggests that, that there is some agency that, that either we have or is taken away from us. We will not get it all done. It will not all be done. There's always more things that need to be done. And... GTD doesn't respect priorities so much uh, or, or at all, I think. It's just, here's what you do. Here's what needs to be done in the context. I mean, there must be due dates and stuff, but it, it doesn't really, that's not really the thing. It's just like you go through the list based on the context. So based on where you are, uh, there is a list for what you can do at home or but there's a list of what you can do at the computer. There's a list of what you can do at the grocery store and you just do those things on the list and you tick them off. 
and again, it's it's this it's this problem of yeah, but you're not gonna gonna get it all done. It's 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 a very sort of it's just a churn mechanism. And so what I was reading was about how to make project plans uh, so that you are more likely to be able to prioritize. It allows you to prioritize. It's like you, you list six to eight projects. I, I haven't done this, by the way. I've done something else, which I'll, I'll talk about. But you list six to eight projects, and you then list all of the things that, like, what does done look like in these projects? So what are the steps to this project being done? Now, again, that has its problems because there are certain projects like a podcast has weekly episodes. I'm not going to create a separate project for each one of those. I'm not going to list those because I'd end up with more than eight projects. That's not feasible. Where, But however, it sort of doesn't end. Done. There is no done for that project. There is done for each individual uh, each individual episode. So the you know it, it 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 again. I mean these systems, they, they, you know you you're not always going to get one system that's going to work for every single case or every single person. But that's one of the things. Like if you have a recurring kind of production job, then that kind of thing doesn't really work. So I, I kind of abandoned that and I thought, well, I've got all my stuff in things the 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 app things, which I like a lot, and it's it's my to do app. And basically everything, everything lives in there. And I actually got to the point this morning where I restructured a bunch of stuff along the lines of what I was just talking about. So this is going to sound ridiculously anal, but, and, and it may do, and that's fine. You may think whatever. Um, but I've just done this for all my birthday um, and anniversary commitments where each one of those is a project that pops up a month before the person's birthday or anniversary is due. And it has four or five tasks. And the and, and what I used to have is just like one task, which was buy this person a birthday present. But that was sort of made up of, there weren't subtasks, but there were like little tick box, little tick lists, checklists inside, which have no semantic meaning other than, yeah, you can tick them off, but like they, they don't really mean much. Um, and that would be like buy card, uh, buy present, wrap present, write card, deliver present. Almost Every one of those, in fact, I think each one of those has a different context, which means you have to be in a different place to do them. So going back to some aspects of the GTD methodology, which there is a lot of, there's a lot of good to say about as much as I was pooping on it. Um, you do the things that, that are in the, the context for that time. So if I've got my phone in hand, wouldn't it be neat if I could just see a list of all the things that I can do on my phone? that can be done on my phone right now. That's dope. If I'm going to the high street, can I pull up a list? Or if I'm just out and about, can I pull up a list of all the things I need to get? They might not need to be got right now, but they're there. They are, as in the, in the I think, GTD terminology, they are available. They are they are there to, to be done. And, and yeah, great. And I can knock out all of those tasks in one go because I'm already at that place, the high street or the, you know, whatever, the supermarket. Um, and so, you know, I don't have like a context for each different individual shop. I basically have high street, which just means out and about. And so you take something like buying someone a birthday present. Yes, there's a card involved in this wrapping. So buying the present, be honest, it's probably on the phone. It's probably sat on the phone or the, I or, or the iPad uh, looking at present ideas. So that's first one. Uh, and then there's buying the card. That's a high street job. I'm not going to order 
a an online card, I'm going to go out to the high street. And I'm always out at least every um, other Tuesday. At the very least, I'm out in the high street every other Tuesday because I go for a meal. I, I go for a breakfast every Tuesday, uh, every other Tuesday to escape my cleaners. Um, so there's that. Uh, then the next one is wrap the present, which is at home. So I have a home context, which is stuff that needs to be done around the house. Uh, and then the last one is, uh, and then there's write card, which is also done at home. Uh, and then it's, you know, deliver the present. So each one of those can be done. You know, you, you might have a couple of birthdays at the same time. And so it's really nice to be able to see uh, a list of, you know, if, I, if I'm out and about, I can see again, yeah, I've got two people to buy cards for. Like here's a birthday and here's an anniversary. Great. I can tick those off. Uh, and then I can come home and, and it's like, well, that can be on a separate track. You know, uh, the, the cards can go somewhere. And then if the presents have, haven't arrived or one present has and the other one's waiting, that's fine. You know, what I'm being able to do there is rather than things just because what I'm trying to do is to stop things um, idling in my to do list because that's what's been happening. I'm finding that I'm the there are things that are idling in my to do list and partly I think one of the things that I need to get better at and we, we can all stand to, to look at is how can you chunk things down? You know, maybe something needs bro- breaking down into a project. You know, I've got a present that I've got to pack for someone and I haven't done it. And so what I probably need to do is just list list the, you know, list the task, which is like do an inventory, make sure all the stuff has arrived um, or, or put all the stuff in one place and then find a box or or buy a box and then the next one is pack it and then write the card. Like if it helps to just be able to chunk things down, cause you know, it's, it's, it's little things like that, that, that can maybe help you, um, pre- you know, prevent you from having things just lingering in your to-do list. And then the other bit, which is again, which is not a GTD methodology and it wasn't in this article that I mentioned, but it's, it's a, an idea that I'd, heard of a while back and i think it might even go back as far as an old is it an old u.s president who had this or am i or did i dream it it's basically a sort of a matrix it's just a a grid a four quadrant grid um and it's a sort of an axis two axes along the bottom you have energy level and on the top you have uh impact so energy and impact and what that means is you can have something that is low energy and low impact high energy high impact low energy high impact and high energy low impact if i haven't duplicated one of those things already right you get the idea and i've also done medium um for for each one of those so it's like a nine by nine grid low medium high uh, for impact low medium and high for energy so energy would be you know, low energy is just like, I can do this while I'm listening to a podcast and watching a video, you know, like it's, it's mostly, it's mostly just clicking a mouse. It doesn't require a lot of actual thinkery. Um, and so that's things like doing invoicing that doesn't actually take, cause it's all automated. It's not automated, but it's all like, I have, a, I have a, flow you know the time tracking it's all done and then it's really just clicking buttons and looking at a few things doesn't take a huge amount of time and it's not a high energy task but it's high impact 
and the way I judge impact is like, does stuff really start to fall over if this thing doesn't get done? And that's what high impact thing, or, or does stuff radically change for the better if this thing gets done? And then medium, you know, it's just like, yeah, I might hold some stuff off. But the key thing here is, um, also trying to think of in the case of like uh, repeating tasks, if I keep putting this seemingly low impact task off, that's going to accumulate. For example, if I keep putting off the task of emptying the litter trays every day, and I haven't got that as a to-do item because I just, I, I do it or most of the time. Um, if that's not something I'm doing every day after about, I mean, really three days is, is an absolute max. Um, then stuff starts to fall apart, right? Then we're going to get unhappy cats. Uh, I'm lucky. I mean, I don't have much of a sense. Of, well, I have a bit of a sense of smell, but not unfortunately for uh, cats for seas um, and 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 the and the ammonia. So it it doesn't register with me. But I have neighbours, and obviously the cats will will notice and will be uh, upset and and uh, in discomfort, and that's no good. So like, it's missing one is kind of low impact, but missing two or three, then it becomes high impact, and so. You just say, no, you know what? It's high impact because if I keep putting it off, then it's going to get worse. And so thinking about how you task things in that way to so go uh, changing uh, toothbrush heads or buying new to- toothbrush toothbrush heads, those things. It's like low energy, but high impact because if I keep putting it off or if I, if I let it sit and linger, same thing, then after a while, my toothbrush head is going to just become mush and then I'm not going to be getting a very good teeth clean and right and then I could end up with some gum problems or whatever so it's it's thinking about those a little bit and I don't think you have to think too hard about them but being able to plot things and, and all I've done in the app things is we have you can have categories of, of, of items uh, categories of to do's that you know they call them tags but you can nest them so you can have like a category within a category so I can say like this this particular job, and I did it with all my to do lists yesterday, all my to do items yesterday. I just went through everything from the uh, present and future, and just said with each one, what's the energy level and what's the impact. So in the morning, and it's it's not as efficient as being able to see it in like a a proper system. You know, it, it's the kind of thing that would work really well if you had a a whiteboard and you could uh, draw a grid. And then you had a bunch of post-it notes and you could just write the task on each post-it note uh, and be able to see it there. You'd see like straight away visually what is the, you know, first thing in the morning, what is a low energy, high impact task I can do? And that's the idea. And so the way this, I think this helps is you knock off the stuff that is the most impactful or that you have the energy to do right now. So it might be the evening stuff it could be really low impact, but it's also low energy. So you can just do that while you're watching TV or waiting for your rice to boil or whatever, you know, um, versus the stuff that's that's more higher, more high impact that that maybe takes a bit more energy. You kind of want to do those when you've got the energy. And so for me, I really like that system. And so I'm I'm excited to to get into that tomorrow and see 
rather than just linearly try and progress through my task list, actually go, right, let's have a look at the stuff where things start to fall apart if I don't do this thing. So, uh, so yeah, uh, and on that note, one of the things uh, that I'm going to be doing that I've labelled as both high impact and high energy, because high energy is stuff that actually is physically, uh, that requires physical exertion. Uh, so medium energy is anything sort of a bit more mentally taxing, which could be anything from editing a podcast to considering someone's birthday present, you know, because that taking a bit of time and a bit of mental energy to think about what they'd like. Um, and so I'm starting a run tomorrow, uh, quite literally, uh, a run of uh, high energy, high impact tasks in that I am beginning my zombie apocalypse training. And I'm going to keep thinking about that in those terms for as long as I can, genuinely, I think. I love that as a notion. Because as someone, so this is something that, and we're very rapidly approaching time, but as someone who feels I've become a little bit more, more and more disconnected from my body over the last few years, and it's become uh, not not the last few, but but certainly this year and last year, I would say there's been a real disconnection from my body, and um, when you are in a zombie apocalypse, you know when when that ha- happens, your body is kind of your most important asset because that's what you use to get out of the zombies way to get away um and so you know it kind of needs to be there and working and there's probably going to be a lot more you know there's not going to be a lot of podcast editing and web development in the zombie apocalypse and so it would be useful to be able to shift heavy things so as someone who would like to be fitter than he is but actually not never really because having a sort of disconnection with my own body but also never really feeling that there was that much of a point for all sorts of reasons that we won't get into now like there's never really been uh, that's why i've never stuck at it that long because it's like if i actually get down to it like the motivation's not really there whereas if i start thinking about well i'm just, i'm training for the zombie apocalypse um i'm training for moments when poop hits the fan like in a real sense then that actually gives it a bit more of a sense of a real thing so although i'm you know the where that comes from it's it's a a, a basically a couch to 5k app but it's all themed around the zombie apocalypse it comes from uh, the developers of zombies run which i played around with a few years ago um and uh so yeah i'm i'm sort of excited to to start that tomorrow and and hopefully like just as as I was talking about the the walking and having a bit of fiction in in my head, this is the same kind of thing. You know, it gives me some something fun to listen to, but then also will get me to actually move because it's part of the, the 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 fiction is that you are being trained to be a runner for um uh, for a zombie uh, apocalypse. You know, uh, outpost. You know, a, a, an outpost in in the apocalypse. Um, and I'm I'm down with that. So I'm going to try and keep that mindset that I'm training for the apocalypse. We'll see how that goes. 
So listen, thank you for spending the last half hour with me. Um, I hope that it has... Uh, we've passed the time. So many other things that we could talk about. There's, uh, I started watching the Home Edit, which all about home organisation. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. But until then, let us join our hearts in uh, in silent... Well, yeah, in... Uh, uh, not in prayer, but in uh, whatever, in reverence. I don't know. I, I I don't know what the word is. But let us have a let us take a moment together. And if you'd like to, uh, I've really got a bit reverential. If you'd like to bow your head, please, uh, please be seated. Anyway, you get the jail. You you get the drift. We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna end as we do with a reminder that as long as you can hear me. You exist. And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. You are welcome. And for the first time, I read that, I said that without reading it. So it's, it's starting to go in. Take care of yourself. <laughs>